This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name's Andrew. And it's almost the end of 2022. Whew, when did that happen? I don't know. The time just goes by. Uh, it's possible that you're listening to this in the year 2023, and I hope it's cool in there. Yeah, I hope it's good. Let us know. Hope the water is fine. Um, this is our December bonus episode. It's been a long time since we did one of those, and we are grateful for our Patreon supporters who are joining us in the chat. And Andrew, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Q's, you got them, and A's, we got them. Supply and demand, baby. Capitalism. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we've we've done, what, like four of these every once in a while when we feel like it has been long enough and when we maybe need, I mean, want to do like a fun one that's kind of a break, we do a Q&A episode because, I don't know, they're fun. They are fun. We get to navel gaze a little bit. We get to answer your real questions about how we do the show and other uh, other fun things about our lives. And Yeah, I think also a party. the way the show is structured, uh, it is not always easy for us to like do listener engagement like uh, you know in an episode that we are like it's a serious book and we don't want to answer pod like questions about you know fart sounds or whatever yeah you know? no you don't <laughs> you don't want to be like what's your favorite waffle all right now we read this week a book about the holocaust yeah like you just want to be so These are fun because we get to like stretch a little bit and just interact with you all. And you have submitted some great questions. And I'm sure that there will also be some great questions in our uh, live chat from our Mm -hmm. Patreon supporters. Mm Patreon.com slash Overdue Pop. Andrew, do you want to kick us off here? Sure. Great. Yeah, so we got got a lot of questions. Um, I think probably more than we've ever gotten for any of these that we've done by virtue of, um, I think, having a more active Instagram presence and then our our, uh, Discord server is full of wonderful weirdos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, if we don't get to your question, it's it's purely a time thing. It is not a qualitative judgment on you or the question that you ask. Uh, All right, let's get started. I have some questions about reading and about the show. Okay. To, to go with first. First section. We have a section yes. here. First block, the A block is, <laughs> this is from Mike. Mike says, I'm impressed by your reading pace and how well you remember books. Is it difficult to keep that pace up? Do you have to take many notes on the books you read? Mm. That's funny because I feel like, I guess when it comes to like observations I've had or like things I've said, I have zero memory of anything. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> but I do have like, at least when I when I see the title of a book and it has my name on it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I did read that one. And this is what I thought about. Like that information (laughs) is in there somewhere. Yeah. There's another question we're going to answer later that caused me to like, look back at the episodes we'd done this year. Mm -hmm. And as I was scrolling through, I was like, Oh yeah, that book. Oh yeah. I do remember that book. 
Uh, I'm with you. I don't really remember most of my takes and as much as there are takes. I do think... Tons of takes on this Yes, yeah. All about the takes. It is. Let's, let's answer the first part of this question. Is it difficult mm-hmm. to keep the pace up? Sometimes. 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 You may have noticed us losing it a little bit in September <laughs> into October <laughs> of this year. Uh, and we will both... You know, Andrew did a great job continuing to do the podcast after Henry joined us. And mm-hmm. I am figuring out how to continue to do the podcast now that Simon's here. So we'll, you know, that'll, that'll go. Um, and there's some other answers, I think, that are about, like, how I've tried to, to keep up the pace as we need to. Andrew, do you take notes as you read? Yeah, I do the, like, the Kindle highlighting thing. Mm-hmm. I don't do usually a, like, a notepad or, or a notes document, but I do. Usually when I'm trying to make, because I highlight a lot. Yep. But when I want to make sure that I can easily find a highlight later when I go to look for it, sometimes I'll just put a little note in there to be like, yeah, this is this is a super highlight. This is one that you really wanted to <laughs> that talk is ex- about. That is exactly how I do it, where I will highlight a bunch of stuff, mostly for like plot synopsis things. And then if it's something I really want to remember, I'll just like put a note that just says oof or wow <laughs> or lol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's a lot of that. Just and reaction noises. I typically type up some sort of notes for myself before we record mostly to test my own memory of what happened in the book mm-hmm. uh and to help just like process thoughts and you know i do that with varying success depending on how much time we have i think we both try to re- like we try to record pretty not like right after we finish a book we've done that before and it happens but not like weeks and weeks after yeah 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 we try we try to keep it kind of fresh though i have found like sometimes even just a few days helps the the mental digestion mm-hmm. as it were yeah uh, and then, i mean it's it's more it's much more uh uh what's the word i want it happens much more frequently that i'm coming in having just finished a book than having finished it too long ago to remember yeah. what i thought about yeah it. sure Mm-hmm. Um, all right, our next question is here from John. Is there a genre or type of book that lends itself to an extra great episode? I feel like anytime there's a magic system, we are we are into it. I feel like the ones that are silly and like brain turn offy mm-hmm. are just easier a lot of the time because there's less like import there's there's less literary import to talk about there are fewer like real world landmines to to cover when you're talking about like oh this is what the novelization of the movie space jam is about <laughs> <laughs> not that i think our the the like serious episodes are are bad but um when i think about the ones that i've had the most fun on it's definitely the the lighter stuff yeah i also think we have succeeded uh, not succeeded. We've done. We've had more fun, or you know, had more engaging conversation with each other. I think when w- both people are familiar with the book, if it's mm-hmm. a more serious one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is just hard to, in the same way that we've had trouble with like overtly funny books, it is hard to just be like, here are the themes of the book. Take my word for it. And like, yeah, the, other, <laughs> the other person <laughs> is like, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, should distinguish between books that are like trying to be funny and books that are funny because they're just a little yeah. goofy or like inherently easy to to riff on because of the subject matter. Yeah. Sometimes a book that's trying to be funny can be it can be hard to 
convey the funniness of it because you're reduced to just repeating like reading it. quotes out of context and then explaining why the joke is funny. And that's like sometimes that's sometimes that's funny and sometimes it ain't. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh huh. I'm glad that all the folks who are uh, in the various parts of the United States right now are uh, all joined together by being oppressed by the weather, by the bomb cyclone. Hope yeah. everybody's doing okay. Um, all right, Andrew, hit me the with the next one. Is, the cyclone is not the bomb. It is not the bomb. You know, uh, Sonia asks, does downloading an episode help the pod? And also, can you tell how many times I've listened to an episode on repeat because it was so fun? Then parentheses, NY, close parentheses. So fun, so fun in New or, York. Fun or funny. Yeah, yes. fun in so New York. So fun in New York, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, downloading episode helps. It really does. Yeah, just spam them. I, th- well, I think probably they track uniques too. <laughs> we do, We yes, we have a way to track uniques and we have a way to track downloads slash like plays and it always and we had, like and we have a very general idea of like geographic yes location i think you can drill but, down to yeah. like city mm-hmm. but we can't and we shouldn't be able to see your house or phone or, or face yeah we can't we can't dox you and and publish your assassination coordinates for everybody to <laughs> no, we, to see mm-hmm. uh it does help the pod though um you know a download is you know that's how that's a number that's important to advertisers yeah it's so weird because podcast advertisers in my in our experience like usually go by like the ten thousand, so it's like ten thousand downloads in a given period of time yep. usually like a i don't know if that's the first week or month i think, I think it might be first month i think it's month yeah um, so, and, and we hover right around that usually like a little bit over it, but not so much over it that we're ever in danger of getting up to 20,000. <laughs> so like the downloads matter up to a point, but then you need a lot more of them for it to matter again. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. At least for advertisers anyway, for our own like egos and, and for the, the health of the community and the audience, like, yes, every Every unique, every download is a precious treasure, and we love you all equally. <laughs> and it also helps us to our, know our beautiful analytics. It also helps us to know what episodes are like hitting, like hitting with people. So mm-hmm. it is, it is nice to know that we can, like, if there's an episode that people have listened to a bunch, like, oh, we should look for more books like that. You know, things like that. Or if you read Don Quixote for what feels like four and a half years, the listeners also are feeling that. And yeah. We shouldn't do long read projects for that long. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just high level information about stuff. <laughs> um, but I, and I don't think, and no, we can't tell how many times one person downloads any specific episode. Though, like if if a lot of people are downloading one episode because it was fun or funny, yeah, we can't that really will tell show that. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went through in the Discord recently, and I won't look it up again because it, it's a while ago now, but. Uh, looked through all like the the old old episodes like the pre 2020 episodes that had gotten the most downloads since then and it was the first it was of mice and men which is the first one which good luck everybody and then it was mostly like 50 shades of gray and twilight and all the like those episodes i think of as as a little more goofy and a little more loose you know? well and, and name recognition and yeah, i mean people that too, wanting but... a fun conversation yeah mm-hmm. about those books um while we're on the topic andrew mm-hmm. uh i don't people asking uh jason in the chat asks 
Um, are we still using HeadGum? Yep, we're still part of the HeadGum yes. network. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about doing the dynamic ads instead of host red? We have not. I get the point, but also I've seen them go sideways. <laughs> so yeah, I think I've, they did you know, a they did a um, not a feed drop, but like a promo for another podcast. Like they told us they were running a campaign with a dynamic. Yeah ad for another podcast that they ran for a couple of weeks but in general they've been really good about letting us have a veto power and and kind of deciding the form that ads take on the show i don't know that like dynamic ad inserts would be a a deal breaker for us or anything but if that also came with less like if if we specifically said no to advertising some wellness thing which we do pretty much across the board um, and by some fluke, a wellness ad ran like I would not be happy about that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's, some of it's a control thing and, and some of it's just how we, you know, we are such seasoned ad readers at this point. Yeah. Could read an ad, read a Squarespace ad in my sleep. <laughs> Speaking of sleep, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, Brent asked in the chat, uh, can I, can you tell that I used the podcast to fall asleep? How does that make you feel? <sighs> Calming. Powerful? I don't <laughs> I have actually started There are whole gods whose whole thing is that. So like I have that power now. Awesome. I I have started listening to stuff to fall asleep in the last two months just because like if it's in It's the become m- so precious to you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like at one point and I but I use an earpod Airbud? AirPod? Yeah, and, earbuds. Um, sometimes it's like I leave it behind in the bed, I guess, when I get up. And then like it looks like I just turned into an AirPod. <laughs> I leave the bed. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great. And I'll, I'll put on the 10-minute timer and then I'm, I fall asleep usually if I can. I lost my pair of – my second pair of – the second pair of AirPods I'd ever had I lost recently. And mm. I decided – You said no more. I said never again. So I got some cheap ones called Sound Peats. Hmm. And they work pretty well mostly, but I showed you the screenshot of the app when you open it to set them up for the first time. <laughs> and it does say welcome to use Sound Peats. No. To sound like Pete's... welcome you into the into the Sound Peats family. <laughs> so... I try not to be in the business of naming things, but mm-hmm. Sound Peats is not. <laughs> sound Peats is really excellent, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Andrew, this is from Cheyenne. This was submitted to us. What has been the most surprising positive to come out of having a podcast for 10 years? I mean, I think it is the thing I mentioned before about having a community. Like a lot of y'all have been around for yeah, it's cool a big old chunk of that time. And just like you all have a parasocial relationship with us. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I know some of you a little bit too. And that's cool. Yeah. We're just all being buds out here on the on the World Wide Web. Well, and it feels less like the bad World Wide Web. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. kind of cool. Um I also think, you know, we have a, a circle of friends that we have met because of some podcasts that we made like seven years ago, mm-hmm. eight years ago. Mm-hmm. that we are close with that we would not necessarily have struck up conversations with over the internet if not for being introduced 
by some mutual friends on the show. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would. That's a that's a big positive, and I was not yeah. expecting to. I was starting a podcast with my friend. I wasn't starting a podcast to make new friends, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, this is what we did. You weren't here to make friends, but you did anyway. Yeah, that's that's the arc of me in this movie. Mm-hmm. I got into podcasting to beat Sarah Koenig at it, even though sure. we started podcasting. Well, we were doing another podcast before Serial, so really we paved the way, and then she came along and like perfected the form, and then we came back. And we further perfected it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Andrew, <laughs> what are your favorite books you've read this year? Favorite books I've read this year. What are yours? Okay. <laughs> you jerk. You told me to. Oh, man. I did um, tell you that. No, I, I, have, I have answers and then my brain blanked when you actually asked me. That okay. I really enjoyed reading Ramona Quimby. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like a cop out because of recency bias, but I think that was a really fun episode, and I re- really, really enjoyed reading that book. Um, and I have also found myself thinking about where is it on the list here? I don't know where it is. Um, I like I some of the my feelings about the books that I've read during a year are like tied to the episode that we did about the them. So we did the love hypothesis uh, with the heaving bosoms uh, podcast. And I have really uh, warm, fuzzy memories about that book because that episode was so fun. Yeah. Um, I like way back toward the beginning of the year. Um, I read uh, black buck by uh, Mateo Ascaripur and that was that was an interesting read. I liked the weird slash fix Star Trek book that we read. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was a good time. Um, oh, I liked Among Others by Joe Walton. That was the other one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. It was a different type of fantasy book and a you know spot in Wales that I'd never read a book about. So that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what's next, Andrew? What is next on the old question list? Uh, how often have the authors of a book you've done reached out to you other than Emily Wilson, any particular awesome or weird interactions? We've gotten a, f- a couple. Uh, the one that I pulled up was actually, uh, so in what, like 28, 2019, 2020 it, it, for a horny holidays episode within the last like three or four years, we read a sexy Hanukkah book. Yeah. Called Home for Hanukkah by Celine Banks. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason we found it is because there's just not a lot of, you, you know, there's not like a lot of Hallmark Hanukkah movies. There's not a lot of sexy Hanukkah books like that. That particular aspect of uh, never ending commercialized Christmas is not infected American Hanukkah <laughs> yet. <laughs> um so we did that and we had, a, we had a fun time with it. It was not like an author who'd really done anything else that we could find. Like it was listed as number one in the sexy Sylvie series and sexy Sylvie did not have any other adventures that we could find. Yeah. Uh, so we got, and I won't reveal her name, but we got an email like in April of this year, much later from the author of that, uh, that book. And I'll just read what she says. Uh, last night, apropos of nothing, my husband decided to Google the romance novella I wrote and self-published in 2018 called Home for Hanukkah. 
It was a project I embarked on for fun after failing to get an agent for my much less bodice-ripping literary novel. I sent home for Hanukkah to my sister and my friends and probably forgot about it while brooding about being a failure. So can you can imagine my utter shock when my <laughs> husband said that somewhere on the internet, a podcast had dedicated an entire hour to this piece of writing. <laughs> it seemed less likely than two strangers recording an hour-long podcast episode about my diary. I could not believe it. <laughs> I listened to the episode last night, absolutely cackling. You guys were so nice about Sexy Sylvie. I would have loved it even if you weren't, but you were. I'm Cavelli. Uh, and then she says, anyway, I just started writing another book and this really lifted me up. And that was, I I liked that email a lot. That made yep. me very happy. Yep. That was very charming. And mm-hmm. that's probably the most in-depth, like out of the blue response from an author that we've gotten. I feel like when you read that book, The Bees. Yeah, some- we got the author of that noticed us and that i think that was early enough that i felt a little bit like don't, don't look at us <laughs> someone had shown a spotlight on me and i was like well i'm putting this thing out in public and putting your name on it but that doesn't mean i wanted you to find it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is, there is that is a thing that has happened where people like will mention our episodes to an author on like twitter or something yeah and it's <laughs> so far it's all gone okay yeah um, we haven't ever gotten an email from any author being like you Dumbo's really screwed the pooch yep. on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. Um, I find it, this is from Adam, I find it easier, quicker to read a physical copy of a book, but an e-reader is more convenient. What are your preferences and why? And for your e-reader, what are your fave fonts, margins, quirks, and other settings? I don't know I, that I know the, f- I just use the, you told me you what Kindle to buy, defaults. Andrew. Just tell yeah. me what I'm well, doing. So- <laughs> Well, so we have, we, I think we've talked a little bit about this on past Q and A's. I, I think you do more audiobook listening now than you used now to. Now than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And for my, for e-reader stuff, it's all Kindle. I feel a way about Amazon as like a business, mm-hmm. but as far as syncing notes between multiple apps, between platforms, like I need it to do, like nothing else will like literally do it. Yeah. Um, at least not as of a couple of years ago. Uh, so for my Kindle, which is the the latest Kindle Paperwhite with the, the one with the waterproof. Sure. Uh, I, Read in the, the weird, tub, why the, don't you? The weird settings that I need to turn on are I need to be able to see the clock at all times. <laughs> I do turn on the stupid page turn animation. Oh. And um, it's like ma- I max out the margins, but I also max out the line spacing because it helps me highlight stuff easier. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So there's some tips for me to you. Maybe you think about changing some settings on your own Kindle. Uh, yeah, I used the, f- the recent Fire that you helped me buy, I think, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I just use, I use it in dark mode. That's the main thing. Democracy dies in dark mode. <laughs> That's ironic, given who owns that paper. <laughs> uh, and yeah, for audiobooks, um, that's just a thing that I've I've enjoyed doing because I have a longer commute when I am commuting to the office now. Uh, that has been a, a place where I can focus on a narrative uh, in a way that I have trouble during like my podcast listening habits around mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I I love a physical copy of a book. I can like picture pages that I've read if I'm remembering a a story beat or a quote. I don't do that as easily in a digital format. But visually, I would love to have 
physical copies of every book I'd read for the show because it would just look nice. Like a big, like a big wall of built-in bookshelves looks awesome. And the way that the digital media transition works for us is like our books are frozen forever in 2013. (laughs) Um, Uh, Like legit logistically, it's so much easier to do the Kindle thing that I kind of like, I just have to, I guess. Follow-up question from AA in the chat. What author would you like to have reach out to the show? Uh, Isabel Allende. I want to know who that is. That's my... I want that mysterious person. No, not Isabel Allende. Excuse me. Elena Ferrante. Mm, okay. That's who I meant. Elena okay. Ferrante. I was going to say Carmen Maria Machado because I just think she has a lot to answer for it. I'd, <laughs> like to, <laughs> I'd like to talk to her about it. Yes, I definitely meant Elena Ferrante. Okay. Um, And then... Uh, Beth, the PSA that the Kindle app on a tablet PC is not great. Um, I don't know what the deal with your PC is, but there's like Android app compatibility. And if you can get the Android version of Kindle running on your Windows tablet, it actually is not terrible. So put a pin in that. Um, In my experience, anyway, maybe that's the terrible app that you're actually literally talking about, in which case I'm sorry for telling you about something that you already knew. But uh, all right. Last reading related question on the list. Uh, This is from MK. How would you attempt to get a friend into reading fiction whose thinking is performance oriented to the point that they only read nonfiction, uh, self-improvement lit specifically? You had bolded this as one that you thought it would be fun to riff on. I just, I, it honestly reminded me of that book, Black Book. Like it reminded me of that. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right entry point, Mm. but it just gave me the vibes of that book. Mm-hmm. So maybe a character who's kind of like in that mindset might be interesting. Okay. Um, I also wonder, there are probably some like more experimental fiction. And I don't mean like, like words splattered all over the page. You don't mean House of Leaves. N- honestly, maybe some stuff that's kind of playing around with, the format and mixed media stuff mm-hmm. and by mixed media i mean the words are splattered along the page um <laughs> i was looking at a website the other day and the way that the like the ads and all the junk had loaded in on it i felt like i was reading house of leaves trying to like <laughs> that's called dark patterns is what that's <laughs> called um yeah i would maybe find some contemporary fiction that is interesting in form Honestly, that um, Machado collection that I read, was that Her Bodies? Her Body and Other Stories? Her uh, Body and I think so, yeah. Whatever that one's called. Yeah. Um, that has some really interesting stuff that is not uh, super narratively dense, so might be an interesting way to get it. Like, short fiction might be the way to start, um, mm-hmm. is what I would say. I Everybody read Mexican Gothic. Well, also that. Everybody read Mexican Gothic, which is a, a book that I still think about like every other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew, this is a yes. question from Holly. What are your quote unquote day jobs? I don't know what to make of the scare quotes. Is on it that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm a I'm a I write about technology mostly, which is why I know things about like how you can run Android apps on Windows 11, which is not a thing that I think anybody else knows. Which is maybe why, my, <laughs> which is maybe why there aren't a lot of apps on the old the old Microsoft Store. Sure. Um, yeah, I've done that in various forms for a while. I was at Wirecutter for like 
four years and then we uh, unionized and they made it their life's work to grind me down to a tiny miserable nub. So I left and went back to Ars Technica, which is the non-wired technology publication at Condé Nast, mm-hmm. which is where I originally came up. I'm just kind of chilling here for a while. Yeah. I'm fun. I have a good time. Yeah. I work as a fundraiser for an arts camp in South Jersey. Can't, uh, spell, can't spell fundraiser without fundraiser. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, fun D-Razor, they call me. Um, yeah, that's a new gig as of March. Uh, I used to work at a theater in Center City, Philadelphia, where I ran the education program and did some directing and stuff like that. Uh, and I did... I don't remember... When in the life of the show, I switched from like gigging to actually having a desk job, probably like three or four years in. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. Um, it's cool. Yep, it's at a summer camp that also does other stuff, and that's <laughs> it's still related to what I learned to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not still working in in theater currently as such no there's no it's like theater adjacent yeah well it's arts education which is you know i i made my piece in my mid to late 20s that i was never gonna like i i'm not trying to get to broadway i was not i was not willing to live that gig life what's the philly broadway is it just like walnut street i get philly's its own thing man there's no philly broadway you can bring broadway shows down here but we got our own thing going on yeah, which is none of our, all the theaters in Philly couldn't get it together to be in the same geographical location, well, so we don't have a Broadway. <laughs> that's true. We don't have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea asks, what other hobbies do you enjoy outside of reading, kid watching, and work? Take it away, Andrew. I like fixing stuff, which, which what I am fixing kind of comes and goes. For a while, my obsession was... Uh, modding old Game Boy Advances with new screens and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which And I did that for one of our uh, friends, eight-year-old, had a birthday, and he asked me to do that for her. And she has been playing, like, Pokemon and uh, a bunch of Zelda stuff mm-hmm. and, like, really having a blast, which makes me super happy. Uh, now she knows. I mean, I don't think a lot of kids get a lot of practice changing double A's these days, but she knows how to do it now. So, <laughs> uh, how so many that's does that right GBA now use? Two or hmm? four? What? Use four? Use two. The advanced wow. uses two. Yeah. Back in my day, the fat one used four. Yeah. Boy, boy, oh boy. And then lately it's been guitars. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten into guitars. Yeah, which I, pl- I played guitar in high school and then. Um, our friend Catherine, formerly of, of Appointment Television, uh, got a guitar through ways I don't think I'm allowed to yep. talk about in public. Reci- a guitar appeared <laughs> Reci- in her home. Yes. A, 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 she became a guitar owner. <laughs> she became a guitar. Very, like passively and accidentally. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, well, I've had guitar. I've had one acoustic guitar sitting in my closet forever. And I've got some from high school, like sitting in my parents' house still, cause they never throw anything out. Shout mm-hmm. out to parents who Shout never throw anything out and make morbid jokes about how, when they die, you're going to have to be the one who sifts through all of it. Ha yeah. ha ha. It's super funny. <laughs> um, so I was fixing those. And then, uh, two days ago, Henry and I were walking home from daycare and I found a, 
electric guitar that somebody threw out in the trash, and now I'm fixing a trash guitar. If you scoot your and chair, oh yes, you right. can you can show okay, everyone this way, this way. This way. Scoot the chair. There it is. It's back there. It's a cool guitar. It's a weird like Japanese import from the '60s. I've learned a lot about trash guitars in the last couple of days. Yeah, I I want you to know, Andrew, that your camera did like a little awuga focus thing when you left the frame. And now it's still focused on the guitar, huh? <laughs> yeah, fun. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I do play guitar, but I'm much so far much better, more proficient at fixing them than at playing yeah, them. I sure. do my best. Craig, what about you? Uh, I like video games. Play video games a bunch. Um, we got a gamer here. I got a gamer here. Got a live one. Uh, I like running. 100% gamer. I haven't gone running in uh, several months. Um, cause of what are you my... running from, though? Well, I was running <laughs> from my childless life, and I mm-hmm. ran towards it, and now I have one, and I don't have time to run. Um, yeah. I, but that was the thing that I enjoyed and hope to get back to at some point. And... What other hobbies? I like to cook. Yeah. I enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a hobby. I do spend a lot of time doing like local level political organizing yes. here in South Philly. And so in as much as you can call that a hobby, it is. it takes up the space in my life that another hobby would. I think if you mapped your life onto high school and it would be more of an extracurricular than a, like a core part of your course load. Yeah. Then I think it counts as a hobby just for purposes of our discussion. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. My, my course load is, uh, asking people for money for Mm -hmm. kids to go to summer camp. Yeah. Um, all right, Andrew, not including, Anything family or child related, and maybe you've already just shared it with your guitar. What were what were your greatest personal victories this year? Oh yeah, we do brew beer. That's a hobby that we have. We just haven't done yeah, it in we, a while. We brew beer, and then Cassandra asks favorite color Game Boy Advance. If you're sticking just to like the Nintendo made official ones in Japan, they made an orange one that matched the orange GameCube that they did, and uh, that's really great. Mm. That's a good color. I like it a lot. What were your greatest personal victories this year? I can start. I moved. Yeah. Oh, well, you can go first also. <laughs> I mean, that's the end of list, I guess. Like, it's been a weird year. <laughs> um, anything not family or child related? Um, yeah, you I got a new job. Close to run that marathon. You got a new job? Yeah. I got a new job. I did not finish a marathon, but I tried to finish a marathon. And uh, Andrew and his family were there. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there was, we had some political victories as well in our little neighborhood here down in South Philly. So that was pretty cool. And in the little neighborhood that is the state of Pennsylvania. That is also true in the state of Pennsylvania. Cause it's super cool. You're welcome. Everybody. Dr. Oz has nothing <laughs> Go away. relevant to say about policy that yeah. he, like he has no power over any of that. <laughs> Kate, go thank back to you for this question, Kate. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else other than moving, Andrew? Something you're proud of? doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. Something Man, you're... I am just, I just am thinking about trash guitar 24-7 right now. Yeah. It's, a lot of, it's so pretty. Um, 
You oh, you a know what you my, did? You did a whole what? load of work on your backyard. And it yes. was a yeah, lot of effort. That. I wrapped that up in moving in my head, but yes. That you did not have to do that. You could have I paid someone to. else. Yeah. You could have but you did it. So good work. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Yeah, a lot of the things I was proud proudest of this year were child related. Just like mm-hmm. help because Henry Henry's always had like some speech delays and things, and it's it's not been anything super serious, but it is it's a like an extra little layer of a, a skosh of worrying on top of like the normal amount of parental worrying that well, you, and you guys you guys moved daycares with your move and you guys mm-hmm. have done that really well so yeah that was really hard yeah that was hard um so yeah but i think i i feel like i have done solid b plus parenting this year on average just pretty good not not amazing not perfect but all right okay uh, all right. So here we go into the lightning round. Lightning round. Because how long have we been? Okay, we've been going for a while. Uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, naive monk. This is a username from Instagram, possibly. Uh, two <laughs> questions. What is your favorite Febreze scent, and what are your favorite holiday traditions? The clean one. The scent that smells clean. The one, yeah, the one that makes it smell like laundry. The Febreze That's the only correct scent. Answer. Are mm-hmm. there other scents? They probably do like a lemon or a lavender or some garbage. I assume I haven't bought like Febreze in a while, but my memory of going in the aisle last time is this like trying to buy Pringles. Like it's just a million flavors, but everybody only ever wants the original one. Yep. You just want the one that smells like fresh air. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want the pizza blasted Febreze for, (laughs) for your house. Uh, what's my favorite holiday tradition? Um, I like to get a tree. It's I not, l- it's not a, not an album. Oh, by well. a great, one of America's great artists. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, mm, Bobby D's Christmas album. Bob Dylan's 2009 Christmas album, Christmas in the Heart. Go listen to it. Yeah, we talk about it every year, and I'm going to keep talking about it every year till I die. There are two Christmas albums that, well, I haven't gotten to play it that much this year, because when we put it on for Henry, he got really upset. Oh! But he is into the Charlie Brown Christmas album, in which he, when he wants to listen to it, he says, listen to piano, and then we have to put it on. But he doesn't like Christmas in the Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to try and, you know, tick down the holiday movies that we watch. Um, always a pleasure to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't, I don't watch all of them every year. Mm. Like it's a wonderful life has settled into like a every other year thing for me at this point. Sure. But Reasonable. Muppets, we Muppets, we do every year at this yep. point. Yep. Cause we're trying to get Henry into it. Henry loves that physical comedy. Rizzo the rat. Oh man. Big, big Rizzo the rat. Fan have you, have you here, uh, shown him Muppet family Christmas yet? No, I don't know that one. I don't know what? One. I don't know that one. Andrew, is it? Does it have Gonzo as Charles Dickens telling me a story? No, not, but it's know. it's the it's the Henson verse colliding at at Fozzie's mom's house. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> it's you got to go find I have, it. I have heard of this, and I have never been thinking about it, and had my TV on in front of me at exactly the same moment, and so it's never happened. Just fire up that uh, you know app that streams videos on the internet. Uh, that where things were definitely uploaded legally, mm-hmm. and find yourself a great 
Christmas special. Yeah. My oh, my new favorite holiday tradition is watching the uh, Santa Clauses, the new Tim Allen Santa show in the Santa Claus universe that premiered on Disney Plus this year. My new favorite holiday tradition is watching my neighbor put up her uh, thorough Christmas decorations. There are a lot of them. Uh, okay, lightning round. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Caroline asks, what's your go-to book that you gift someone and then thoughts and feelings on the Oxford comma for the Oxford comma? Yes. I am pro pro the overdue style guide says pro Oxford comma. Yeah. Go-to book. I give somebody if it's not Mexican Gothic. No, it's just Mexican Gothic. Don't worry about it. If it's a, it's a family who's welcoming a child into their life or their kid needs a book. I'm giving them. Are you my mother? Mexican Gothic or the uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition starter manual. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, DOS for dummies. Uh, Farmville for dummies. Zen Lolo 14 says, do you ever listen to music while reading? I do. I listen to a lot of lo-fi beats. I listen lo-fi to beats a, to read to. I listen to a lot of um, like classical guitar video game music. Uh, I will try classical guitar. Yeah, not like heavy metal. No, like acoustic classical Whoa. guitar. Like the guy Whoa. that we listened to do all the Chrono Trigger songs in his cool shirt. Yeah, no, I was just making sure that we were talking about the same kind of guitar. Yeah, classical okay. guitar. That sounds cool. Yeah, it is cool because uh, it's kind of relaxing, but also I recognize some of the melodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do try to match it to the music, and I can't. I can't read with something that has lyrics in it easily anyway. Yeah, I can't. I, if I'm reading with music on, which I do do, it, it has to be something I can that can fade into the background and then, then I can ignore. Um, uh, Caitlin asks, uh, who's your favorite Muppet? I mean, I like Gonzo because he's got that very complex uh, chicken kink. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm just always here to dive down into. <laughs> I, he's not a Muppet, but I'm a fan of well, Guy Smiley. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, is he, oh, he's not a Muppet, right? He's a, Sesame. He a Muppet. Well, he's a Henson creation from, he's well, from I mean, Sesame, the Sesame Street. The Sesame Street ones are Muppets. Like, okay. Then it's Guy Smiley, I guess. Like in terms of their like physical construction and their like their genus or whatever. <laughs> They're sure. Muppets. That's fine. <laughs> uh okay carolyn asks do you use bookmarks or dog ear dog marks whoa what you're hurting them <laughs> i will do- andrew if i'm reading a physical book for the show i will mm-hmm. dog ear like 20 different pages to you gotta get those to. little the little uh post-it mm-hmm. strippies because mm-hmm. you can write on them it's a it's like a dog ear that you can take a little note on uh when we were doing the inferno and i've done this for other books i did this for wittgenstein's Mit- mistress i will just take a pencil i'll just scrawl in that thing and i will just write i'll just draw a line next to a paragraph and then put a star next to it if i want to like quote from it on the show okay i, am I mean here i, I to think i mess I'm... up a book for for Dante, I think if a book is hurting you, it's okay to hurt the book back. <laughs> but otherwise, I just, I don't, I would rather not mark up my stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Jonathan? Yes, Jonathan. 
do either of you ever plan on writing or publishing a novel? And then somebody else, uh, Spencer asked, would you write your own, choose your own adventure if you were to pick a topic mashup uh, example, space plus vampires for the plot, what would you pick? Second one's funny. Once upon a time, that yep. was a Patreon stretch goal for us. And yep. we tried to do it and we couldn't figure out a way in. And so we'd stop. Yep. <laughs> it was, a, there I, was a mummy involved. Yeah. Every year on like for the novel question, like every year on October 17th, I think about doing national novel writing month for uh, like 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the next time I look at the calendar, it's November 12th and I've missed my window. (laughs) (laughs) I in high school thought I might like pursue writing. It was just I liked reading so much that I thought I would be into that. Mm hmm. Um, and I have just found that like I get way more creative energy. I, it would have to be, I don't know, I get way more creative energy out of like active collaborative art forms that that's just, they hold my attention better. It's mm-hmm. easier for me to come up with ideas. It's like when you're playing theater, trash guitar with your friends. Hey, I don't have a guitar. <laughs> I think there might be one of my mom's house. Ooh, you should go get okay. All right, all right, because we're having that big friend to get get together in. Oh no! In February, it might have time, embarrassing stickers on it. Every time I mention that this is happening to one of the friends who's going to be there, like today, I was talking to our friend Camille, and she was like, "Should I bring my flute?" And I was like, "Absolutely, you should bring your flute." Oh my god! <laughs> everybody, just bring. I mean, you bring your trumpet. Bring everybody. Bring an instrument you haven't played in twenty years, and we'll just jam out. Okay. The, the name of our dad band, I don't know if we've talked about this. It is Some 41-Year-Olds. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep that in your back pocket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, if yes. this is from AA, what would your fanfic be about if you wrote fanfic? <sighs> I mean... A, trying to uni- give credit to someone else uh, for that question. I don't remember who it's from. The universe, well, because it might be anyway. The the universe I am the most familiar with, comfortable in, yep. is the Star Trek universe. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But I would probably try to do something a little off the beat. It'd probably be like Star Trek D- Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. fan fiction mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a pretty good job. I'd probably do okay because I think you would. You would lean into fun tropes and steer away from tired ones. You're pretty discerning about like what is too done and what is yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. Done or done or fun. That's me. Uh, uh, that's from June on the discord was the fanfic question. Great. I found it. Um, Brent asks in the chat, can an adult write Dragon Ball fanfic? I'm about to find out. Um, <laughs> no, I also, as a kid, Goku uh, High School. <laughs> Goku High School. I that'd be super cool. I wrote some stories set in I think the universe of Final Fantasy VI. Ooh, for myself. Pre or post breaking of the world? Um, must have been pre. I think must have been okay. Pre. Interesting, interesting. And I don't know if it counts as fan fiction. I've talked about this somewhere on the internet before, but I was. Are you, are in, you a fan? Well, I played. Was it, was it fiction? I submitted written material mm-hmm. to a play, to a play by email wrestling league 
mm-hmm. where I had a character, and so you would like cut promos where you would write what your character was saying into the camera, and then That's... I got assigned to actually write the matches. And that so is you like would... two thirds of what Tumblr is, is yeah. just people making up Cutting quotes for characters promos? that they like. No, just like making up quotes for characters that they like and just like barfing them out into the world. I, no. I think you, you did a fanfic, my friend. I did do a fanfic. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like with an OC, though, of course. But it was still in the, I mean, OCs are allowed. Yeah, that's true. Self-insert fanfics allowed. Like, it's all fanfics. We're all family here. Listen. When you hear your family. Did my guy cut most of his promos from a boiler room while Nine Inch Nails was playing? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. a weird kid in middle school. <laughs> yeah, fine. in middle school. Listen. And then, and then later you got normal. <laughs> Um, is okay. What What are some of your favorite things about Philadelphia, Andrew? Gritty, gritty's great. Gritty's good. Cheesesteaks. Um, some elements of SEPTA, the public transit system, when it's working well, and I am, and, and I'm hitting the the schedule right. Yep. Uh, uh, baseball when it's good. I haven't had a cheesesteak since that time we got. Pats on Martin Luther oh, King yeah. Day a couple years ago. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. That was good. my first. I think every coming out of the pandemic, yeah. I think everybody is going to rem- have this crystal clear memory of like, what were the first hot French fries you had after the pandemic started? <laughs> and mine were those ones at Pat's King of Steaks God, on Martin Luther King Day. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Just keep up the tradition. It's, and, it's, and it's what he would have wanted. Dr. Oh, King. God. Um, he would have wanted me to have good fries uh, on his day. Philly, in some ways, is a pretty good walkable city. Uh, the food scene is better than you think it is. Mm-hmm. That's my take. It's also just very geographically diverse. Like I yeah. live in a different neighborhood than I, I moved from South Philly up to Germantown, and we just have like a full-on nature trail within the yeah. city limits, where That's I great. can simultaneously hear the noise of a four lane highway and the noise of like large waterfalls. Yeah. It's kind of cool. You have had birthday parties. I had our baby shower in a park that is less than a mile from my house that has a whole, you know, meadow next to it. And Mm -hmm. I see animals and turtles there. Turtles are animals. I didn't mean to say it that way. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. It's dope. I, I, that's, I, I'm going to have to tell my son about this because his best friend is his is stuffed turtle. turtle. I know. Yeah. I love his turtle. Um, brown, uh, brown and green turtle is there the been turtle's a, name. Before we close out here, we've gotten a bunch of questions um, about like recording together or doing live shows. Um, those are not mutually exclusive ideas. I don't know about Philly Podfest. I don't know what they're doing. No we, we have not talked with them in a while, which is too bad. But I, you know, I think with both of us, kids in the pandemic we were well, you you for longer than i now but um had oh, so reservations no no yeah. no you had very good reservations <laughs> about us you know doing events and things like mm-hmm. that um so we'd have to see about that and i don't there know we just like weren't events to do for yeah, a long time that's true and now we're out of practice um and i don't know we haven't had the uh the notion to do a, a podcast in the same room in a while you just haven't i don't know the last one I think we did was the last one we did that wasn't like a like a live show skateboard tough. Um, it's no, just so we, easy. We've... It's just so easy 
with our current setups to just do the pod as we've done it's much it. it's like it's actually much more work to set up yeah because all the equipment that we've bought over the last like eight years has been geared toward remote recordings in separate locations and so when we actually need to do it in person it gets it gets strange yep. um did we do that one on the novelization of the Santa Claus with yes, Sue and Laura? That was in person. Skateboard that was good. Okay, so there's that one. I think one, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, AA asks, does my son's stuffed turtle, brown and green turtle, have a nickname? No, he does not. It's never, and it's never even turtle. It's always brown and green turtle. That's that is the name. That's it. <laughs> he will wander like he'll lose track of him, and then he'll wander the house yelling, "Brown and green turtle, where are you?" <laughs> Henry rules. Yeah, um, Henry's good. All right, let's closing question. Got a closing question. Take it away. Uh, this is from somebody whose name that I have apparently excised from the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know the origin story of, I will look it up after I'm done reading it. I know the origin story of overdue is that y'all started the pod to help stay in touch after college, but was there anything else that you tried slash considered to accomplish that goal at the time? Could overdue have been in another universe, a pod covering something totally different? I thought this would be because we did like try to think of like some weird, dumb current events show that I'm super glad did not pan out because it would have been bad and lasted 17 episodes. And then my talk to each other anymore. My current wife, the mother of my child, your current wife, you say she actually listened to that show, Andrew, because like, we had just pilot of it. We had like just started dating while did we were think. I don't know what she thought. Don't ask her. I would melt into the... I would never be able to be in the same room with her again if I knew. Yeah. I don't even like knowing that she she was exposed to it. (laughs) I thought that that was for private consumption only. (laughs) So, yeah, that happened. Uh, But did Um, you want to talk about what else we did? No, I just just think this is... This would be a good opportunity to think of, like, alternate universe overdues. And it doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be overdue. I was just like, what if we did an ASMR podcast or something? Well, I mean, overdue came after several years of us. What if we did? What if we did an ASMR? What if we did an ASMR podcast? Yeah, and we pretended to be doctors, so people could fall asleep to our tingly voices. What are we doctors of? The uh, skin, skin. We're skin, skin doctors. doctors. We're the yeah. skin doctors. We're the skin doctors. <laughs> We're here to tell this you my... about freckles. This is my spin doctor's death metal band, the Skin Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in chat says, stop, stop, stop. Fine. We won't do the ASMR podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we had, we like, we farted around on a blog for a few years when we got out of college and then we like, we knew we wanted to do some podcasting, and that's how we got to this show. But yeah. it was not the first thing we did. It, it clearly is the best thing that we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what else could we cover? You know, I think we had some fun with the, with the bread show. Yeah, we had some fun with the bread show. Mm-hmm. We, I feel like a video game related thing would yeah. be fun for like two months, and then I would run out of steam on it because I just like don't. I don't play more than like half a dozen new games a year anymore. It would have to be, yeah, it would have to almost be overdue in structure 
for us to find and like tackle things reasonably. Like we couldn't just do like a current games podcast. Now we could. Okay. So Brent says Craig could just do a podcast where he yells baseball. Baseball. And so my, to build to yes. And that idea, we could do a podcast called bases loaded where we both get really drunk and tell me about, the the latest like Phillies game or whatever, and we talk about baseball, and I'm like an idiot who doesn't know about baseball, and you are like Doctor Baseball, and that's Doctor Baseball. Podcast. I'm here to tell you about the Dr. balls and the strikes and the outs and the hits. <laughs> Bases loaded. A podcast where Craig yells out his tweets says AA, and like usually that would be the same. Podcast. My, my baseball tweets. Your baseball tweets are a lot. I barely tweet anymore, and it's not. I can pretend as a principled stand about Elon Musk or something. I just like. I have time to be a brand anymore. <laughs> like it's just not something I, I'm interested. I've in. embraced that it, there's not a brand. I just do what feels fun. You do what feels fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and often that is being on Twitter when sports are happening. Like I do, it is a fun thing for me, usually. Allegra asks, are you still able to get really drunk since hitting 30? It's hard to do and worse when accomplished. Huh. It is, yeah, it's because, so we, so this is a tale of two New Year's Year's parties. Uh New Year's party 2021 (laughs) into 2022 uh, it was my first, like the first party I'd been to with friends, definitely since the pandemic started and probably since Henry had been born, like a full two and a half years before. Yeah. And so I went in saying, this is it. I'm, this is going to be, this is going to get a little hairy for old Andrew because I'm going to go for it. And then this year I went to the same New Year's party with most of the same people, even some additional people. It was a great time. Uh, and one of these people poured some fireball into some like some cider that had been warmed up on the on the the the, the stove, and I had it, and it was very delightful. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to switch to water. And so it's just like my brain is, <laughs> my brain is like, I I'm going to need you to make the reasonable decision. Just mm. were you celebrating is, New Year's at this party? I guess it's a Christmas party. It's not a denominational winter <laughs> holiday party. I like the idea of celebrating it early, though. Because you yeah. need to go to bed because we're not all trying to get drunk anymore. Yeah. Anyway, this it was a party. Yeah. And I can't, yes. Point being, hard to get super drunk. Sure. Yeah. Easy to get a little buzzed and hang out there, though, which is a great place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Kaylin mm-hmm. saying, uh, would listen to at least a one off ep of Bases Loaded. Maybe when, maybe uh, we do a, like a Patreon bonus episode when the Phillies are back or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, no promises. Or we can do when the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, we could do a, a special event podcast called uh, Pass, Pass the, the Beer, <laughs> and we could talk about. All the good passes and the touchdowns and stuff. We get really drunk. It's going to be called Move the Chains, Andrew, please. Mm. Move the chain. <laughs> That's great. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we know what we're doing when the Eagles definitely win the Super Bowl this They're year. No win. I mean, yeah, unless they play the Washington Commanders, apparently. Apparently. Kryptonite. Um, all right. Well, that's the pod, I think. 
Yeah, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. And thanks, everyone, for listening in the year of our podcast, 2022. The year of our pod. It's been an eventful... The Lord our pod. (laughs) It's been an eventful year, and we're grateful to have had you with us through it. Mm-hmm. And we hope you will stick with us for the next one. Mm-hmm. And thanks to in, all of in our... In spite of our uh, ASMR pod within a pod that we did. Thanks for listening, oh everyone. God, you're doing it again. Um, so thanks to our patrons for making this episode possible. Thanks to our patrons who joined us in the chat, of course. Um, you can send us an email if you have questions that we didn't get to answer. Uh, OverduePod at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media at OverduePod. Uh, Our theme song is by Nick Larangis Andrew folks need to know more about the show Where do they go? Nora says the SMR is fine But the part where you said skin doctors is bad (laughs) And I respect that compromise position On our ASMR podcast (laughs) Go to overduepodcast.com If you want to to do more listening to this (laughs) We have links to the books that we have read And are are going to read uh, Click those And and you go to bookshop.org And you you can buy the book and we get a cut and your local independent bookseller gets a cut and you get a book and everybody wins. If you'd like to, to give us some skin, you can go to patreon.com slash overdupon and also join our discord and hang out with us and talk about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet and whatever else it is that we're all talking about there. What if the podcast, week. what if the podcast is called skin in the game? Ooh. Gross. Two birds, one stone. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs> a bird that you kill with a stone is a kind of bird. Go bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody who submitted questions. Uh, we had a, a good time. Uh, and some of you in the chat had a good time. And some of you had a very complicated time. But regardless of the kind of time that you had, we enjoyed having it with you until we talk to you again next time please try to be happy Was a headgum podcast.